0: Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here, the Eric Erickson show across the nation from Atlanta, Georgia, the phone number 877-973-7425. It was great talking with you guys down on WDBO this morning. Uh, Glad to be able to do that. Now, uh, we got to get into probably the biggest story of the day. Uh, Heads are exploding. We talk sometimes here on the program about the bubble. Well, actually, you know what? Let, before I do that, let let me let me say this. You know, I was gone Wednesday, Thursday, Friday last week, and yesterday had so much to say catching back up. I didn't even ask the call screener to come in because I knew. So uh, we we got a call screener, and I will do due diligence to take your phone calls. I'm sure some of y'all have questions and comments you've been saving up 877-973-7425. Very happy to do that with you today. We'll be patient with you. But okay, back to back to the big thing. We talk a lot about the bubble. We're all in bubbles. Uh, we all, we are all surrounded by people. Uh, and those people, uh, they tell us things and we tell them things and we hear things and they hear things and we synthesize. We analyze. Uh, we, we take a comprehensive look at things and we weave them together into the stories we tell ourselves. Unfortunately for the Democrats, uh, their bubble is the culturally dominant bubble. Uh, and when I say culturally dominant, I do not mean it is dominant with the majority of the people. it It is dominant with those who set the opinions of prevailing culture. And prevailing culture in this country is far to the left of where the people in the country are right now. Look at how uh, transgenderism has resurfaced around the country and the like. Uh, the the agitated push there, the parental backlash, it should tell people something. But the cultural elite in this country believe they are dominant. They control most of the media. They control Hollywood and television shows. They control uh, the Democratic Party. And they tell each other that they are right right, and inside that bubble, they affirm each other's core beliefs, and they allow very little information in from outside that challenges it. I mentioned last week the closing of the democratic mind, how Democrats now will not allow in data points that might challenge them. Uh, They have epistemic certainty on all of their beliefs. Uh, And the problem here is that their beliefs are not necessarily right. And occasionally, 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 something penetrates the bubble and it begins the great freak out. But what we see is that with the Democrats in particular right now, because their voices are so dominant culturally in the media, on television, television shows, the late night comedians, the Democratic Party, oftentimes what they do is they will push back and say, no, 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 who let that in here? It's wrong. It's wrong. Here's why it's wrong. So, for example, you have Greg Sargent at the Washington Post reassuring Democrats with data from a Democratic pollster who is a progressive, who is backing progressive candidates that actually Democrats, it's okay. This is a highly competitive race. Let me tell you why. And they tell the Democrats exactly what they want to hear. The great freakout has begun again. And yet again, they're pushing back. Now, listen, objectively so. I don't care whether you're on the right or the left. You need to just take this with the truth because it is the truth. Both sides get into bubbles. And the way to get out of the bubble is to challenge yourself regularly with things that are not necessarily conventional wisdom, but what the other side believes and what outside observers tell you. And if you cannot synthesize them into your worldview, you should be able to change the way you're seeing the world at the moment. And Democrats are having a harder time doing that because Trump bad, Republicans bad, they're anti-democracy. And uh, they're right on all these issues. Remember, Democrats believe, because Barack Obama told them, that history bends in their direction. So that this comes from NBC News is most striking, but it comes from Mark Caputo and Jonathan Allen. Mark Caputo is a longtime journalist in Washington who I, I, we don't always see the world the same way, but Mark Caputo is more realistically grounded in the way he sees the world and objectively understands that both sides get into bubbles. And one of the things Mark Caputo as a journalist has always done that I've appreciated even when I don't agree with him is he pierces both sides bubbles with countervailing data points. He's doing it now, and the Democrats are very not happy. Turns out the American Federation of Teachers, an institution of the left and the Democratic Party, has conducted a poll and they used Hart Research, one of the most famous pollsters within the Democratic Party, to conduct the poll. You may need a cigarette for this. Turns out, in a battleground state survey, that is a survey of swing state voters using a Democratic polling firm, the Democratic institution, the American Federation of Teachers, found Ron DeSantis is right. I know. I know. Before a friendly audience of conservative moms, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis on Friday excoriated political opponents for wanting to sexualize children and warp kids' understanding of race and history. The charged campaign rhetoric and remarks to the Moms for Liberty group was usual fair for DeSantis. But the political backdrop was as atypical as unexpected the day before his speech, one of the nation's... Teachers unions that opposes him released a battleground state survey showing voters approve of Desantis's policy positions and some of his rhetoric. The American Federation of Teachers circulated the poll conducted by Hart Research, a Democratic polling firm, as a call to arms to emphasize more popular proposals, like spending more on schools and reducing class sizes and de-emphasizing fights that center on cultural issues. A major set of red flags in the poll for Democrats and teachers unions... Were a series of questions that look like they were ripped from DeSantis' Friday speech on critical race theory and teaching kids about sexuality and gender identity. While the survey didn't mention DeSantis by name, it tested education messages he's popularized nationally, more so even than Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin, the Republican who won in a Democratic-leading state last year on parental rights education platform. And was far less provocative than DeSantis. One poll question found voters by a 32 percentage point margin said they're more likely to vote for a candidate who believes public schools should focus less on teaching race and more on core subjects. By 27 points, they said schools should be banned from teaching sexual orientation and gender identity to kids in kindergarten through third grade. By 28 points, they said transgender athletes should be banned from competing in girls' sports. The same poll suggests DeSantis has been smart about where to draw the line. Oh my gosh, an NBC reporter just said DeSantis was smart. Most voters said they would be less likely to back candidates who want to prosecute teachers for instructing students on critical race theory and gender identity. The same goes for candidates who want to remove books from school libraries. Recent polling on the Florida governor's race is scant, but most surveys show DeSantis leading both candidates. Now, now, a big takeaway from the poll. Democrats are on firm political ground when they talk about teaching the history of race relations in America and when they fight efforts to ban teaching about sexuality and gender identity. You know, that's how they're going to pivot. They're going to say, we're not teaching critical race theory. We're just teaching about how everything in America is racist. We're not teaching sexuality and gender identity. We're just teaching the transgender unicorn. They need to know these things. Okay, let's let's just step back for one moment, please, here. For the last number of months, for the last half year, Democrats and much of the media, not the pundits, not the talking heads, the anchors and the reporters, they've been insistent. Republicans were wrong. Republicans were the fringe. Republicans were out to lunch on this stuff. That critical race theory isn't happening. And then when it's discovered to be happening, well, it's supposed to happen. It's the framework for teaching. It's not really the teaching. It's the framework. And that kids needed to know these things about transgenderism and sexuality and um, boys and boys in relationships and girls and girls in relationships. And they need to know about sex at an early age, all these things. I mean, it's been in the last six months we've suddenly seen, I mean, democratic parents, you see this becoming a religion. There are, there are rites and rituals that must be performed. You must have an abortion or give money to Planned Parenthood. You must attend a protest or support the protesters. You must put the Black Lives Matter sign in your heart or in this house, we believe in science. And then you believe that boys can become girls, so you don't really believe the science. There are things you must do. There are rituals you must perform. And one of those has become take your child to drag queen story hour in Washington DC a Lutheran church just had drag queen story hour talking about the mixed up gendered people in the bible or some such yeah really it happened it did happen it was it was what the evangelical lutheran church not not the good ones these things are happening they're ritualistic they are right. It's not a coincidence that these things you're suddenly hearing about Drag Queen Story Hour everywhere. Uh, the left found out the right doesn't like it, and they found out, well, the right is opposed to this stuff, and they have woven it into their secular religion. You got to recycle. You got to drive a battery powered car. You got to go to the drag queen story hour. You got to have an abortion or support abortion rights. It's part of their religion. We are seeing a religion develop in real time among secularists with their rights and rituals. And in that comes a dogma. And in that dogma is filled in with a bubble. And inside that bubble, they believe these things by faith. They believe by faith. The public wants this taught in elementary schools by faith. The public believes that the entire nation is systemically racist. By faith, the public is supposed to believe that boys can be on girls' teams if they identify as a girl. This goes back to Roy Texier's data, uh, as put out by Echelon Insights, that overwhelmingly progressive voters believe that boys should be able to be in girls' sports. Hispanic and working-class people do not. Overwhelmingly, progressives believe this nation is systemically racist, and overwhelmingly Hispanic and working-class whites do not. Overwhelmingly. Uh, progressives believe that uh, th- this is not a good nation, and overwhelmingly Hispanics and working-class people believe the nation is good. White, overwhelmingly white progressives believe these things by faith in their bubble. They have developed their own religion. This is a secular religion. They deny it's a religion, but they have by-faith beliefs. They have rites, rituals, liturgies, ecclesiology. They have hymns and anthems, all of their own that they sing. You hear them all at the Democratic National Convention every four years with all the celebrities singing Katy Perry beats. And now here comes more data. Here comes more data. And the data is that Ron DeSantis, turns out he's right. Parents do not want their children learning about sexuality and transgenderism before third grade. Turns out parents do not want their children learning that systemically racism is everywhere woven into society. They don't want it. Turns out parents are not fans of drag queen story hour. What will the democratic reaction be? This is their problem inside their bubble and why DeSantis is on track for 2024 right now. Their problem will be they're going to change the language of what they're doing while still doing the things the parents don't like. And they will continue to do the thing the parents don't like while denying they're doing it. And the kids will still come home with rainbow transgender unicorn farts for homework assignments. The parents will still be livid and the Democrats still will have no idea in November that they're headed towards a bloodbath at the ballot box because they have infuriated parents alienated themselves all while inside their bubble, telling themselves smugly, everyone agrees with us. Ron DeSantis is a bigot. Actually, no, you people are idiots. And Ron DeSantis is about to clean your clock. And so are the Republicans at the ballot box because you've chosen not to listen. You've chosen instead to try to work everything into your worldview and dogma. You cannot let it be challenged. Your epistemic certainty is going to be the death of you at the ballot box. Folks, the signature hymn sheets from Bowling Branch are a bestseller for a reason. They use the highest quality threads on earth for a superior softness, a better night's sleep. The sheets are made with threads so luxurious, three U.S. presidents love them. They feel buttery to the touch. They're super breathable. Now here's the thing. I can tell you this from personal experience. Every time you wash the sheets, they get softer. You know, people worry about thread counts for sheets. You need to worry about the quality of the threads. & Branch uses fantastic Woods You can just feel them and they get softer and softer over time. They're very, very breathable for the summer, but they also have a good weight for the winter. They help you sleep well at night. They're not so light that you feel like nothing's on you. They they're, just, they're the perfect weight. They're the perfect sheet from Bowlin Branch. You'll immediately feel the difference with their iconic signature sheets. Right now, get 20% off site-wide during the annual summer event happening now only at BowlinBranch.com. It's their best offer of the year before the holidays, so you need to act now. That's Bowling Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D Branch.com for 20% off site-wide, phenomenal deal with phenomenal product. I'm telling you, we use them in our house long before I was a broadcast reader. We use Bowling Branch. You should too. Bowlingbranch.com for 20% off sidewide. Welcome back. It's Eric Erickson here, the phone number 877-973-7425- Phone lines are open, and I'll make up for being gone for three days. And then not taking calls yesterday. If you got any comments or questions, uh, come on. Try to be relevant about the news, though. Um, oh no, I don't. I don't want to. Now nah, I'll. I'll get to. Okay, fine. I want to I want to read you something Um, before I do, though, I should tell you, uh, you should subscribe to my show notes email because every link to everything I talk about on this program, with the exception of what I'm about to talk about, because I just saw it is in there. You can follow along with me by and large on the show. Uh, You stay up to date. You become more informed than all of your neighbors. You become the opinion leader in your community uh, by being subscribed. Uh, What you do is you text data. Text the word DATA, D-A-T-A, just text that word to the phone number, 33777, uh, and you can subscribe. What you do is you'll click through the link that comes back to you. Just put in your email address. I want to read you something from the Claremont Book of Review. It was written in night fall of 1985. This is going to offend some of you, and I don't mean to offend you. There's just a point uh, that has to be made here. Um, This is written uh, by John uh, Watergreen. Some of you will not like his framing of the issue, but just bear with me. In Los Angeles in the summer of 1983, acquired immunodeficiency syndrome, AIDS, killed three babies. These deaths made it plain for all with eyes to see that this disease posed an issue of public morality as well as one of public health. Nevertheless, as we shall see, the moral blindness of those with public authority had prevented or stalled the solution to even the problems of public health caused by AIDS. The three babies had been born prematurely and required blood transfusions. The doctors who cared for them believed that one or more of the 57 people who supplied the blood were carriers of AIDS, which is to say they were practicing homosexuals. Nevertheless, Dr. Shirley Fanning, Los Angeles County's Deputy Associate Director for Communicable Disease Programs, refused to try to identify the AIDS donor to prevent the continued donation of blood from that donor. Fanning said she feared to disrupt the lifestyles of citizens. Apparently, the probability that the same donor might kill again, indeed the possibility he might be contaminating the blood supply, as has since been reported in at least one case where an individual deliberately contaminated the blood supply with HIV was not as important to the public health bureaucracy as that individual's right to privacy. Dr. Fanning's overdeveloped sense of delicacy about gay rights is not all that unusual among public health professionals. Whenever AIDS is spreading, those responsible for the public's good health and for the education of the public about health and disease have a similar attitude, even in the face of of what they themselves claim to be the most deadly disease known to humanity. Now, that was 1985 when people were just trying to understand AIDS. It was uh, not very common outside of the gay community, although it did happen. Uh, Ryan White, when I was a kid, became very famous as he was a um, heterosexual young man who died of AIDS and, and wanted to raise awareness this was not something just happening in the gay community. But there was no argument that that's where it was most common. Which leads me to monkeypox. Now, just like in the 1980s, public health professionals want you to know there's a global pandemic of monkeypox. And what they're not telling you, there's a very easy way to avoid getting monkeypox. Avoid having multiple sexual partners, particularly in the gay community. And they don't want to stigmatize anyone who may be doing that. And so they would rather you think this is running in the wild and we're all going to die as opposed to, well curb your behaviors and you'll be okay hello there it is eric erickson here the phone number is eight seven seven nine seven three seven four two five if you would like to be a part of the program i'm going to go to the phones out of the gate as i promised i try to keep my word mike you're going to be up first welcome
1: hey how you doing eric? great Question, how are you uh, great um it's really aggravating. I, I watch the Republicans on TV, and they don't seem to get it. They don't seem to understand what Biden is doing. They go on and on about Mallorcas being incompetent and this and that, but this is by design at the southern border. They want these people to cross because they eventually want them as voters. It's nothing to do with incompetence. And yet the Republicans keep going on and on. Oh, the poor children. This is inhumane. They, they need to be slamming it, that this is by design and Biden is purposely letting people in because he wants them as voters. And as far as energy, Biden does not care about the cost of energy. He wants to go down in history as the guy who got us off oil as a major use of, of energy. That's all he cares about. He's probably not going to run again. So he's looking at his place in history. And we keep going on and on on the Republican side saying it's incompetence. But again, it's being done on purpose. And I'm not sure if the Republicans get
0: it. Uh, Okay, so uh, let me say a couple of things here. Um, I actually think uh, it's not necessarily initially by design. Uh, It's never letting a crisis go to waste, as Rahm Emanuel would say. Uh, We were going to have illegal immigration at the border. Uh, but they're happy to force it here, allow it to come in an expanded level uh, to break the system and force reform in Washington, D.C. In the same way, uh, they didn't cause, per se, the, the massive spike in energy prices initially, except uh, they did curtail ANWR, offshore drilling and things like that, in which they knew would cause prices to go up. They just never saw all the other events coming that it, it dragged prices up even higher. They wanted to cause pain at the pump, just not as much pain as being caused because they did want us to transition and get Congress to go along with transitioning us out of fossil fuels. I don't think they caused the border situation. They definitely caused high prices at the pump, uh, and they did so absolutely to try to force us to transition. They were pretty open about that until prices got away from them. They thought they could control the rise, and they couldn't. The border situation, though, was always there. I mean, this was a problem under Trump. It's been a problem going all the way back to the 1960s. It's just gotten worse, and I think they are in the process not of causing it, but of not letting the crisis go to waste. Here's the problem for them, though. What's happening on the ground? Uh, Republicans, particularly the, the base of the Republican Party, when you talk to them, are very insistent this is to bring in a new class of voter for the Democrats. Many of you believe that that the Democrats are trying to bring in a bunch of people to become new voters for the Democratic Party. There's a problem. One, they can't get a deal through Congress to give them citizenship. But two, it's causing the existing Hispanic population of this country to become Republican. So the Democrats' uh, brilliant solution, if you take it as we want to bring in new voters, is actually causing existing Democratic voters to become Republican. And here's the problem. Who are those Democratic voters becoming Republican? Hispanic voters. In fact, a lot of them first, second, and third generation Americans. And you bring in more Hispanic voters who are culturally conservative and not as socialist as the Democrats would have you believe they are. They take a look at the two parties, get to know what's going on. Guess what? They, too, move to the right. So the Democrats, if they're trying to bring people in to create a new class of Democratic voters are actually letting people into the country. History is already showing us become Republicans over time. That's their problem. The Democrats, though, certainly would like a new class of people. I've mentioned this before. Bertolt Brecht was a a satirist and poet, and he wrote a poem called The Solution, Die Lösung," about the East German uprising in 1953. It wasn't published at the time in 1953, probably could have gotten shot if he had. It was published in West Germany in Die Welt in 1959. I'll read it to you in English. Remember, this is about an uprising of the East Germans in 1953. After the uprising of the 17th of June, the Secretary of the Writers' Union had leaflets distributed on the Stalin Ali, which is a road, you should know, stating that the people had forfeited the confidence of the government and could only win it back by increasing work quotas. Would it not, in that case, be simpler for the government to dissolve the people and elect another? Let me just read you the last part because that's the, that's the kicker. Would it not be simpler for the government to dissolve the people and elect another? The German, East Germans in particular, blamed the people for the problems, never blamed the government. Well, that's where we are with Joe Biden right now. Uh, the 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 pundits... The uh, bloggers, the columnists, the analysts, the talking heads, you're to blame, not Joe Biden, for all the problems. The Biden apologists are out in force. CNN has a poll. Most Americans are discontented with Biden, the economy, and the state of the country. Seven in 10 say President Joe Biden hasn't paid enough attention to the nation's most pressing problems. Biden's approval rating in the poll stands at 38% with 62% disapproving. His approval rating for handling the economy is 30%, and inflation, 25%, are notably lower. Rising costs are the primary economic pressure for most Americans. 75% call inflation and the cost of living the most important economic problem facing the family. Last summer, that figure stood at 43%. With midterm elections approaching, the poll finds no indication that Biden's standing with the public is improving, and among some critical constituencies, it's worsening. Among Democrats, for example, Biden's approval numbers have softened by 13 points since the spring, down from 86% in late April to 73% now. While his numbers among independents and Republicans have held about even. Biden's approval rating among Democrats for handling the economy is down to 62% It had been at 71. And on inflation, 51% of Democrats approve, 47% disapprove. Among people of color, 45% approve of Biden's overall performance, down from 54. It's a six-point decline among black adults, nine-point decline among Hispanic adults. These are not good numbers. How many Americans think the current path the nation is on is going very well? How many Americans think the current path of the country is going very well? One percent. That's the lowest ever in a CNN poll. Going back decades, it's the lowest ever. One percent of Americans think our nation is doing very well. Things are going very well. 1%. 20% think things are going fairly well. So 21% think things are going fairly well or very well. Everyone else thinks things suck to varying degrees. So what what what's the response here? What's the response? Well, uh, Tom Nichols, uh, who is a one of the talking heads, uh, he is out uh, saying that we're an unserious people. We're an unserious people. Can the government get another people, please? We're an unserious people. We're, we're, we're blaming Biden for this. Perry Bacon. Perry Bacon is a Washington Post reporter. Uh, well, I shouldn't say Perry Bacon's not a Washington Post reporter. He was a Washington Post reporter. Perry Bacon is well Perry Bacon's a pundit of the Washington Post now. Perry Bacon is blaming the media for Joe Biden's poor approval. Yeah. Perry Bacon believes the media is to blame. It's all the press's fault. His colleagues in the media are just being too mean to poor old Joe Biden. I want to spend just a moment on this. Perry Bacon Jr. used to be a reporter for the Washington Post, and he was always perceived to be biased to the left, and now he can be openly biased. But what he says, let me just read you some of this. Uh, To be clear, Biden deserves criticism. The early stages of the U.S. exit were tumultuous, with desperate Afghans clinging to the U.S. military planes and massing outside the Kabul airport. The Taliban took control far more quickly than the administration anticipated, but much of August, the home pages of major newspapers and cable news programs were dominated by Afghanistan coverage, as if the chaotic withdrawal was the only thing happening in the world. Journalists and outlets tore into the president. Axios called the withdrawal Biden stain. NBC News correspondent Richard Engel declared that, quote, history will judge this moment as a very dark period for the United States. And CNN's Jake Tapper asked an administration official on his show, quote, does President Biden not bear the blame for the disastrous exit from Afghanistan? Afghanistan was an important turning point in media coverage for two reasons. One, it provided journalists the big anti-Biden story I think many of them wanted to find and it drove down Biden's popularity with the public, giving the media justification for any more coverage. This is a, a columnist for the Washington Post. Perry Bacon, an opinion columnist for The Washington Post, who used to be a supposedly objective reporter, is attacking the press for asking tough questions of Joe Biden. He is attacking Jake Tapper of CNN, one of the fairest reporters in the nation, for asking, quote, Does President Biden not bear the blame for the disastrous exit from Afghanistan? Everyone agreed it was a disastrous exit. Our allies agreed. Even Perry Bacon says it was not good. And yet Jake Tapper's the bad guy for asking the question. Richard Engel of NBC News is the bad guy for saying it's a dark period of American history. Really? Over at CNN, where Jake Tapper works, I find this fascinating. They've got several apologists there. Uh, Stephen Collison, who was excoriated everything. If Trump breathed, Stephen Collison wrote a hit job on him. That's how biased he was against Trump. And Stephen Collison's take on this is, oh, Biden can't control anything right now. Inflation, it's not his responsibility. The economy, it's not his gas prices. He has nothing to do with it. Poor Joe Biden. It's not his fault. It's events outside his control. Don't blame him, people. And John Harwood, who has never met a Democrat whose leg he did not want to hump. John Harwood is basically now a Muppet for the DNC. They've got their hand so far back up his backside, they move his lips and his keyboard. And he wants you to know, it's not Joe Biden's problem. It's the system. The system itself is broken. It's the Senate. It's Joe Manchin. It's everybody. It's not our beloved Joe Biden. Please, can I sit on your leg, Mr. Biden? I mean, this is what he. I mean, it's the people who are to blame. It's the system who is to blame. It's events outside his control who are to blame. It's not Joe Biden who's to blame for one percent of the nation believing things are headed in a very well direction. It's everybody but him. They're making excuses now. Here is what's notable: CNN's own polling shows Americans blame Biden. It's a terrible poll for Joe Biden. You have two apologists at CNN who are defending Biden saying there's nothing he can do. It's not his fault. It's out of his control. It's the system. It's inflation. It's it's the Fed. It's the people. It's the Congress. It's not Biden. Save Biden. But CNN doesn't just have opinionators and pundits. that got people like Jake Tapper who ask the tough questions and get attacked by Biden's apologists. They also have Edward Isaac DeVore, who I think leans left and tends to be biased towards the Democrats in his coverage. But even he at CNN did a report where he interviewed officials at the White House. Do you know who the people at the White House blame for the president's unpopularity? Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Not making that up. At the center is a president still trying to calibrate himself to the office. The country is pulling itself apart. Pandemic infections keep coming. Inflation keeps rising. A new crisis on top of new crisis. And Biden can't see a way to address that while also being the looser, happier, sympathetic, lovingly onion parody inspiring aviator wearing vanilla chip cone licking guy. An image that was the core of how he got elected. He has to speak to serious things, explained one White House aide, and you can't do that getting ice cream. Aides regularly talk about how little traction they're getting from one-off Biden appearances. Aides and allies worry the West Wing is making the same mistake as they tout the White House's big pivot to inflation, using all the methods Biden and his top advisors keep going back to. There's a level of dysfunction in the White House that rises to the top. The reporter at CNN is able to interview staff at the White House who blame Joe Biden himself. His own staff blame him. And the pundits and the talking heads in the press are, no, no, you people are to blame, not Joe Biden. The events outside his control are to blame, not Joe Biden. They will go to November still saying that. And when they lose, they will all tear Joe Biden apart. And it's gonna be fun to watch. You know, one of the groups involved in helping fight for the right and advance the cause is Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is a cell phone provider, but Patriot Mobile also, Patriot Mobile also shares your values. They're the only Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer broad nationwide coverage. In fact, they use the same cell towers as all the major carriers, and they take a portion of their profits and they give it to the conservative movement. You know... They've got guaranteed performance. If some of you are hesitant to use Patriot Mobile, they got guaranteed performance. Folks, you get 5G in areas, data, you get voice. You go to their website, PatriotMobile.com Eric, E-R-I-C-K. You can see their coverage map down to your house, and you can see, do I get 5G here? How strong is the signal? Do What's the data? What's the voice? You get all this, and you get great discounts, and they send a portion of their profits to the conservative cause. You can't ask for more than that. They're on your side. They want to work with you. They're not woke. They're good Christian people, and they get give you guaranteed performance. So go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric, patriotmobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K, or you can call them 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT. They have operators standing by all inside the United States of America, patriotmobile.com slash Eric. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number, 877-973-7425. Well, They keep making the situation worse, do they not? Uh, Talk about never letting a crisis go to waste. The president has decided at a time a CNN poll shows 75% of the country is concerned about the economy and inflation and gas prices. What's Biden focused on? He's going to declare a climate emergency as soon as this week and his climate agenda. He's got the press corps going to bat for him with fear scenarios on global warming. And then there's this. Listen to this. Happened on CNN just a short time ago. Uh, the president's advisor, Amos Hushstein a choice between what is the short-term and the medium-term so that we can make sure we have enough oil and gas to support us through the transition, and what are the kind of steps that we don't want the oil and gas industry to take that would have long-term consequences when we don't want uh, new major projects that would take 20, 30 years to, to become profitable. So we have to make that differentiation to make sure that the American consumer has what it needs to grow to gl- grow our economy and the global economy and accelerate the transition away from fossil fuels today